This is Tatiana Popa welcoming you to Back to Global, the place to hear about some of the brightest ideas in education from around the world. Today, I'm speaking to Serdar Ferit from Lifta. Hello, Serdar. Hi. I'm Tatiana, an English teacher from Moldova. I'm also the head of global education at Heritage International School. So uh, recently, um, I have organized the Back to Global conference two weeks ago, uh, where I invited lots of educators around the world to speak on various topics, uh, starting with the lockdown period and discussing what comes next in the future of education. So we would like to have you uh, tell us more about what LIFTA represents. Thank you very much, Tatiana. So I'm Serdar. I am a filmmaker, a trained filmmaker. Uh, and a former teacher, uh, and for about a decade I did both in tandem. So I was making films, um, documentary films, sometimes music videos, sometimes uh, promotional films. Uh, often these projects would take me around the world, and at the same time during the academic year I was also teaching part-time. With Lifter I've kind of combined both of those things. So Lifter is... Uh, a platform, uh, a web-based platform, where we give teachers and children access to immersive stories from around the world. So that's literally like a window into the lives of lots of different people across the globe, where they can go into somebody's home or workplace, they can look around in 360 degrees, they can click on various content uh, to understand these new contexts. Uh, and in each 360 degree space, they can always click on at least one human being Uh, and bring that human being to life in a short and personal documentary film. And what we do is, is we try to weave um, the important topics and themes that come out of uh, the stories uh, into the curriculum and help teachers to do that. Okay. So it, it, it sounds like an amazing tool to be used in the classroom. I would be happy to be able to use it myself. Uh, can you please tell us what inspired you to create the, uh, the Lifter platform? Sure. Um, actually, it was a very small village in northern Ethiopia, uh, and I'll tell you the story. So when uh, when we, um, my partner and I, Paulina and I, who is my co-CEO and also my wife, uh, we met on our master's degree in 2003. We went to the to uh, Royal Holloway University, uh, which is part of the University of London. It's not actually in Holloway, it's in Surrey, but um, that's another story. We met there and we started to work together. And just after we finished our course, Paulina went on a one-month trip to Ethiopia. I'm not sure how she was able to afford uh, a trip to Ethiopia just after our master's degree. Um, I was uh, barely able to afford uh, the petrol to take her to the, to the airport. Um, uh, and I picked her up a month later. And the first thing she talked about was this place called Aramba. And... Now, we had just completed a, a master's degree in documentary filmmaking. And when you've just done that, you think that every interesting story should be made into a documentary. And she started with, well, we have to make a documentary about this amazing place uh, called Al Raamba. What was special about this place? That, what's special about it? So it's a truly egalitarian little micro society uh, that was started by 19 farmers and shepherds in the early 70s. Um, none of them could could read or write, but they had these big ideals that they would make a truly equal community. They would focus on education uh, and they would focus on progress. 
Uh, and over time, uh, it's evolved and grown to about 500 people. Um, they're a hugely successful little community. They've got a number of successful businesses. Um, they've got their own little mini democracy. Uh, and about 20% of the community now are university graduates. Wow. Uh, and this has been a grassroots inspiring um, movement, which we've seen grow over the last 15 years ourselves. And our initial instinct was, let's make a documentary about it. Uh, and that that came in 2004 after Paulina had visited the, uh, the community. But over time, we went back to our Ramba, our relationship with the community developed, and technology also developed. And we decided actually, well, we started to realize we don't just want to make a documentary about this place. We want to take people there. We'd like to invite people to explore our Amber uh, in a way that, that we had, uh, because we felt that this was a, a more valuable way of learning about a place. And that idea really drove us to try and tell stories uh, in a new and different way and to, and to make something that was a bit more experiential than a documentary. So in 2009, we decided that this is how we were going to try and tell this story. And it took us about four or five years before we completed our first immersive interactive documentary, which is the Aramba experience. Um, so this is before Lifter. We've made this interactive documentary. Uh, we're invited to show it at various film festivals around the world and also various universities. The Guardian features some of it. And we're quite excited. You know, lots of clever people like what we've made. But my dad, who's a retired primary school teacher, he takes a look at it. And his first <laughs> question his first question is, have you ever shown this to children? <laughs> See if he's an educator as well. <laughs> yeah, my dad and my mum are both uh, teachers and so is Paulina's mum. Well, they're all retired now. Um, and we said, well, it's not, it's not really designed for children. It's designed for people who read The Guardian. Um, and he said, I think seven-year-olds would love this. Um, and he encouraged us to try it in a primary school. Uh, and we did. And, and we found by far the most exciting audience we'd ever shown our work to uh, was a group of seven and eight-year-olds. So uh, that's, that's actually what inspired us to, to drop everything else and just focus on this audience. That's, that's such an interesting story. So it is a long way to go before you created Lifta as it is nowadays, right? But I, I would love to visit Aramba as well. <laughs> Thank you. I think you should. You really, really should. It, it is an amazing story. Thank you for sharing with, uh, with us. And um, you have educators around you, so they all um, share their views on how to create materials for children. Yes, and actually, actually, in another interesting story, one of the first people my dad um, encouraged us to meet was a woman called Lisa Tanner, um, who was his uh, boss uh, for a period of time, or his line manager. And Lisa is actually now one of uh, the people making our educational content at Lifter. So that was a nice story. <laughs> okay. This is, this is an interesting story too. Thank you, Sardar, for sharing it with us. What problems does a LIFTA solve for, for children? Um, what it offers to teachers? LIFTA gives children access to realities that would otherwise be really difficult for them to access they, um, by giving them an opportunity to explore uh, stories from around the world and the personal stories of, of the people that live in the story worlds in Lifter. Uh, it gives teachers an opportunity to engage their children, their students in a really deep and meaningful way, um, to teach children parts of the curriculum in a way they, they can access and understand and enjoy. 
uh, and to nurture them with the skills and values that we believe they'll need in order to thrive in our changing world. You were going to invite me to have a look at the village. This is absolutely fascinating. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you, you like the look of it. Well, let's start exploring. So if we enter the village, if you click enter the village, yeah, we come to a thriving community that's grown from 19 people to over 500 people. Um, they have three schools. They have a number of successful businesses. They've got a huge waiting list of people who'd like to join the community um, because they've successfully pulled themselves out of poverty uh, and they are thriving. Um, they've got their own little democracy. They've got 13 committees that run everything in the in the village. And what really like fascinated us is that the 19 people who founded this, who were all illiterate farmers and shepherds, have now um, built something where around 20% of the 500 or so people who live there are university graduates. So from the ground up, they've built like an enormously successful sort of micro civilization um, and we were just just absolutely in awe of what they've achieved and we wanted to share this story we're at the is it secrets of the opera yeah on the, on the screen here what should I explore for this so I'm going to invite you to go into the ballet studio here and have a look around. Okay. Um, so if I've clicked on the right thing, it says, uh, it says, I would like to know about the ballet dancers in this group. What uh, school subjects would Lifta uh, address more? Lifta addresses uh, topics such as, uh, in the UK, PSHE, Personal Social and health education, uh, geography, uh, literacy, religious education, art, media studies. So it's cross-curriculum and increasingly science as well, actually. Um, it's quite cross-curricular uh, in its approach. Uh, and this comes from uh, the Finnish National Curriculum. Litter is actually a Finnish company. Uh, and our educational philosophy is based on Finland's approach to education. Okay, interesting. How do you see LIFTA supporting parents and communities or um, helping with things uh, such as the home learning in the lockdown? When lockdown happened, we immediately spoke to a number of our uh, teachers and school leaders and we changed uh, our platform so that it would be more suitable for home learning, for delivery of lessons uh, for children who are at home. Uh, and we did that by increasing the amount of time that a lesson is active for. So at the moment, uh, a lesson is active now for eight days on Lifter. So it gives teachers plenty of time to activate a lesson and communicate that to children who can then do the lesson at home. Uh, in parallel to that, we also built something called Lifter at Home, uh, which is designed for parents who may want their children to explore Lifter's immersive stories outside school. And so we've got both of those things uh, running in tandem, and we've had a lot of children accessing Lifter over the lockdown period and the pandemic period. Um, was uh, Lyft available for free during the pandemic? It was available for free to state-funded schools uh, in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, and 
going forward, we'll have a small slice of lifter that is available for free for, for a trial. Um, but we are a, a business and we are trying to survive. Um, oh, yes. Therefore, it is not, it's not possible for us to just keep um, giving uh, lifter away for free. Uh, how long is the trial period? Um, the, the trial period on lifter 2.0 will be about one month. Mm-hmm. So that uh, educators can get uh, in and explore what it is about. Okay, can you please share with us some examples of stories that have inspired you along the way? Um, sure. Um, one that comes to mind is uh, the story of a brilliant teacher called Helena Morrissey, who was teaching at a special education school in Bury near Manchester. Um, mm-hmm. and Helena was using Lufter really regularly, and we could see that you know at the back end of our system. Um, so I initially had a meeting with her in Manchester when I was at a conference and we spoke uh, at length about what she was doing with Lifter. And it was so exciting that I actually uh, visited her. I flew from Helsinki to, to Manchester and then, and then went to Bury to see it in action in her school. Um, and she only taught autistic children, a number of different uh, age groups. Uh, and I went into several of her lessons when I was visiting the school. And in one particular lesson, the children were visiting uh, in the lesson a person called Habiba, who is one of the uh, one of the documentary characters in, in Lifter's story world. She actually lives in Helsinki. And we went uh, into Habiba's story world and they explored Habiba's story world. And the question that uh, Helena set for the children was, write down three questions that you would like to ask Habiba if you could meet her in real life. Uh, and... Uh, they all wrote their questions down. And at the end of the session, uh, she told them that I had met Habiba uh, and that perhaps I could answer the questions, uh, some of the questions that they'd written. And you should have seen their faces. And, and they were like, oh, you've met Habiba in real life. Wow. <laughs> they were so fascinated that I'd met this very sort of normal human being who wasn't a celebrity. Um, and they were they were genuinely excited and inspired by that. And and. It just, yeah, and then Habiba isn't a, a celebrity. She's, she's you know, a regular person, but she is an amazing person. And the fact that we um, we were able we were able to share the, uh, the stories of so-called ordinary people in a way that inspires so many children is is really really exciting. And I saw that uh, for myself that day. Wonderful story. Um, I have explored uh, Lifta myself uh, when I attended the webinar uh, for Lifta. And I was just already planning how I could use Lifta in my own um, global citizenship um, lessons or uh, the IPC. So I was just imagining how my students would get excited to explore the uh, 360 degrees rooms and, uh, for example, that theater with all the things uh, to learn the vocabulary and so on. It is amazing. Can you please tell us in details how teachers and school leaders could get involved in Lift or could get it? What are the steps to uh, be taken? Okay, so they can uh, get in touch with us on our website, which is lifter.com, L-Y-F-T-A.com. They can visit the website, look at some of the user stories and the videos. Um, There's a chat um, little box on the right-hand side where they can chat to us and ask questions. Um, In September, we'll be introducing the new free trial that I mentioned, uh, and we're going to be encouraging as, as many people as possible to take that free trial Okay. have a look at Lifter for themselves. The free trial comes with a short um, demo or sort of tutorial 
and we encourage uh, the teachers to to try the tu- you know do the tutorial and then try try using Lifter. Um, and then if they like what they see, I think we're going to introduce that with two story worlds available. If they like what they see, um, they can then upgrade to uh, many more. And I think we're going to have about 40 story worlds in the pipeline next year. Wow. Thank you for telling us this. I have uh, seen you have some collaboration with British Council with the courses they offer. What can you tell us about this? Yeah, we run a course uh, for the connecting classrooms through global learning program the ccgl program yeah yeah which is called teach skills values and sdgs with lifter uh, this is a free course for uh, teachers in england and scotland uh, and we explore a number of different stories on lifter we talk about how to weave the sdgs uh, and important skills and values into the curriculum uh, and teachers who participate in this course also get access to Lifter for three months. Um, this course is running at the moment. We, we, we are able to, to train teachers uh, from England and Scotland uh, on this course between October and at least March 2021. We're hoping that this will run through until at least summer 2021, but we're just waiting for confirmation on that. Okay, so it refers just to uh, teachers from England and Scotland. Yes, but if there are other British council, um, if there are other British council inspired schools uh, in different countries, we'd be very happy to welcome you and, and accommodate you in any way that we can. Okay, thank you. I also wanted to ask, what values uh, does Lifter tackle in its approach? What exactly the um, the lessons try to teach students? What we try to do is is show stories um, where. When children explore the the stories of real people who are doing real things and having real lives, uh, they can see lots of vital skills, values, and attitudes in action in lived experience. Um, and also, the the same applies to the UN SDGs. So, in in one story, um, we might see uh, three different SDGs. So, we might see that the story relates to three different uh, sustainable development goals, and we might see skills like resilience, uh, values like integrity, uh, etc. within that story. And that's a, a nice way to start introducing these skills and values in the classroom uh, by showing actually what they look like in real life uh, and how um, people's lives have been affected by uh, these particular things in real life. That's amazing. So in, in, in just one uh, lesson or scenario, you have values, you have skills, you have SDGs. So these children uh, watch, explore, and at the same time, they learn human values. That's right. And we've, got, we've, we've, ident- we've identified 50 different skills and values that, are, that you can find and teach uh, in all of the stories on Lifter. Uh, we've done a lot of research to identify uh, these 50. We've looked at lots of different sources for what important skills and values are. So, for example, the World Economic Forum, uh, McKinsey, the OECD, they all have lists of, of what they feel are the important future skills uh, and in some cases values and attitudes uh, that children should be learning about uh, in order to thrive in, our, in, in sort of the new uh, world. And we've taken all of this into consideration when identifying uh, these 50. Uh, and what you can do in Lifter is you can actually choose a particular skill or value or more than one 
and find all the content that's available within Lifter to help you teach those things. Well, this is a fantastic tool, I think. Uh, you already look into um, the future skills. <laughs> you are ahead of time. So what, what are your next plans uh, for you and for Lifter? Yeah, so we've got quite a major development that's coming in September. We're moving from Lifter 1.0 to Lifter 2.0. Um, we've been developing Lifter 2.0 for about two years. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have we'll start with about 30 story worlds from 10 countries in September, um, but we've got more than 40 story worlds in, in the pipeline at the moment. So throughout the academic year that starts in September, um, we'll reach over 40 story worlds from about 15 countries um, in terms of new content, uh, what I mentioned earlier about the ability to search for various skills and values or sustainable development goals, this again is, a, is a, an addition to Lifter 2.0 that wasn't available in Lifter 1.0. So we're really, really excited about that. Uh, and another major development is something called the Quest Tracker. It, teachers can create their own lessons in Lifter 2.0 and when they publish those lessons, when they teach them, children can actually log into the lessons uh, in what's called a quest. Um, And that quest is what gives the the content, the structure. Okay. Thank you, Serdar. Really interesting. Um, I hope more countries will get in and um, you'll um, have a big variety of learners on uh, your platform because it is an, uh, an amazing tool to be used in the classroom. I am myself a teacher of English and also I teach the um, uh, IPC, International Primary Curriculum. So there I tackle uh, the SDGs, uh, lots of uh, the international goals, um, technology, history, geography. So this, this tool would be perfect for my teaching in the IPC. Thank you very much. I really appreciate um, your time and interest. Um, and I look forward to connecting again with you, your colleagues and, and anybody else who may be listening to this. Thank you very much for this.